0: everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the episode of Take a Killer to Brunch, our true crime and all things spooky podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Darcy. And I am the other co-host, Shannon. And we are super glad to have you guys here with us. If you're new here, welcome. We are very happy to have you. uh Let us know. Who, well, who you are, but like, if you want to check it out shoot in the comments, let us know where you're from. We love to know where our listeners are also from. And if you are uh, a returning listener, welcome back. Uh, we're super happy to have you. And then same thing. If you haven't like, let us know where you're from or let us know what to shout out. And we totally will. Um, you can find us on social media at Podcast on Instagram, and you can find us on YouTube. If you're not currently listening to us, uh, we are on YouTube at Take Killer to Brunch on Facebook at Take a Killer to Brunch. And you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or check out our website at com, which I haven't updated in a minute, but that's fine. Have
1: we updated my bio? I think I did. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I think, no, no, I think your bio's all been. But what
0: we do need to do is get some prep ready because it's spooky season. Mm-hmm. So now that it's spooky season, we need to get some more updated stuff for spooky season. I do need to get updated photos.
1: So speaking of spooky season, we went to Home Goods earlier and we got this guy a friend. Yeah. Haven't named him yet, but he is the Simoye. He holds the one. I oh have no idea what that meant. I'm assuming it means to hold the wine. Sommelier? Yes. Oh, a Sommelier is just like the
0: wine person. Like if you go to a fancy restaurant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're like, they bring you the wine. list. like John's
2: our Sommelier. Yeah. <laughs> like our personal one. Yeah, exactly. That's what he does. For her.
1: Uh,
2: I'm so happy that they're starting to get their Halloween stuff out. So, I, I, our year round decor. Our decorum. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like it's going to your if I was in left. I mean, today there was like barely any. You could see how much I was already picked through. It's like the word had spread, <laughs> and it's like already. Like I'm like, it's not even like August yet. I mean, to be fair, the day after the Fourth of July is peak season. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad that Home Goods feels the same way, but at the same time, like you did better be getting way more shipments in, man, because in Costco. Uh, yeah, I forgot Costco has it too. I mean, they have like the giant things, but it's fine. Mm um did I
0: tell you we were thinking of how to celebrate my birthday and I had this idea of doing you know like a wear one last time Halloween party like the weekend after Halloween since my birthday's on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. that weekend it's like yeah wear your shit one last time and we like have a Halloween party and
1: do like a costume contest but I mean what do you mean by like wear it one last time like like a costume yeah like, it's a costume party. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I haven't worked out all the details. We'll have to see how that works. But I think it'd be, like, a fun way to use your costume again, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, but if it's, is it going to be, is it, you said it's going to be the weekend before? After. After. Oh, okay. God,
0: now I'm Because everyone's going to celebrate the weekend before Halloween. Everyone's going to party up until
2: then. Right no one's going to be partying afterwards well and that's that's smart too because then it's like you know it, it's less it's less likely for people to have issues with being able to come and stuff like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: which has been the story of my entire life which is why i just went to your parties
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like she's already throwing one so i'm just gonna go to that and then be fine yeah it's great
2: uh-huh. well i mean even though it is spooky season i found a story for you guys that is still for the month of july so it really is for fourth of july because it did happen on the Fourth of July. Um, and it's one of those I i tend to really like these and because I like to get everybody's opinion, especially Darcy's, is who-done it kind of. Oh, we love a whodunit. A little whodunit. So far I've gotten them all wrong. So <laughs> yeah. well, also too though, and it's I know I'm super late to the game, but like I was telling Darcy, I was like, I I finally because it's it always pops up on my you should probably watch this on my Netflix was the Making a Murder uh, Mm -hmm. docuseries. So I'm like halfway through, I haven't quite finished it yet. But it's interesting because this is kind of similar in the sense that, you know, you really got to look at how much the way things are investigated really make or break a case, truly. Mm -hmm. You know, how much of an impact that is. So this week's story is about the murder of Marilyn Reese Shepard. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of give you guys a a synopsis, a little story of the actual murder itself first, and then we'll kind of dig into things. So it was July 4th, 1954, in the upscale town of Bay Village, Ohio. Dr. Samuel Shepard was asleep in, on his day bed downstairs in his home when he suddenly was woken up by sounds of screaming coming from his bedroom. Dr. Shepard rushes upstairs to immediately investigate when, in the dark, he is struck on the head, knocking him unconscious. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Now he regains consciousness on the floor just as he sees a person playing down the stairs. Dr. Shepard would explain this individual as a bushy haired man. Okay, whatever that means. <laughs> he then proceeded to chase this man down to the beach of the house uh, that was near their house, I'm sorry, where there was again a struggle. And yet again, Dr. Shepard is knocked unconscious. Not really a, a good fighter there. Apparently. Given points. You know, or this was a, a pro boxer, but you know, who knows?
1: Now, at
2: 5 40 AM that morning, the Bay Village mayor, who also happened to be his neighbor, receives a call from the Shepherd family. And it was the doctor. He would claim that somebody had killed his wife, Marilyn. <laughs> now, if you like me, at first when I was reading this story, I'm like, why did he call his neighbor and not like nine one one? They called the mayor. Yeah. But just so you guys know, FYI, because this is something that I oftentimes forget too, is that 911 wasn't invented until 1968. Ah, okay. So, you know, in a minute. I already forgot the year. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's one of those fun facts that I've learned while doing this podcast is that you'd assume that it's been around for a while, but it really hasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was invented after my mother was born. So I was like, wow. Who would not? Hasn't even been a 100 years. Yeah. Now, once police arrived to the home, they would find Dr. Shepard shirtless with water-soaked pants, of course, because like I said, he went down to the beach, mm-hmm. and a blood stain on his knee, and that's it. Now, upstairs, police would find Marilyn in a pool of blood, just brutally murdered. It was bad, and we'll get into that. Now, by the end time the actual investigators get there, because these were just police officers, but by the time the actual investigators got there... Um, Dr. Shepard was already taken to the hospital for his injuries, and the coroner decided to take it upon himself to already have the body moved to his office, basically, so he could do further investigating on the body. Now, that right there is the first abnormality, because you would think it's a crime scene. You know, you got to wait for the investigators to show up to do their pictures and, you know, do their initial preliminary, you know, investigation. Anyways, now, according to the autopsy report, we'll get into what Marilyn's injuries were, Is that she received multiple blows to her head and her injuries included now this is a quite a list you guys so bear with me fractures of the skull and separation of the frontal suture so for us medical people we know that's in the frontal part of the brain so the suture line that goes down into this part of the skull um bilateral subdural hematomas meaning there's blood pooling underneath the skin there or underneath the brain i'm sorry A a diffuse subarachnoid hemorrhage, so again, more bleeding, hemorrhaging in the brain, Um, contusions to the brain, which are bruises basically on the brain itself, multiple lacerations of the forehead and the scalp, fractures of multiple teeth, and a fractured nose. Her lungs would also show that she had aspirated on her own blood, which would mean basically she had taken a breath in and inhaled her own blood, (laughs) basically choking on it. Um, And the most sad part of the autopsy itself is that it showed that Marilyn was also four months pregnant. Oh, no. Yeah. Real sad. Now, Dr. Shepard's injuries, because remember, he was knocked unconscious twice, you know, in a fight twice, would include a fractured neck, a concussion, and weakness or nerve damage to the left side of his body, which was probably from the neck injury as well.
1: Damn. Yeah. So he still got back up?
2: Hmm. Now, um, Dr. Shepard would also note that during the second altercation with the supposed murder, his watch and his class ring were stolen. So he was like, oh, by the way, these are all
1: missing as well. So that's the actual murder. Now, the investigation in the trial is where it gets really kind of like why. Um now, like I said, you know, this is hugely
2: impacted on the investigation itself and of course how it was not done appropriately, which I put in here quote unquote side, because you know (laughs) this happens more often than not, apparently, especially in these times, you know, granted and thank God we live in the day that and age we do now where most things, you know, are done appropriately. Um so like I said before, the coroner took it upon himself to move Marilyn's body before investigators got there. There's some speculation that he did this on purpose, and the interesting fact that I found, which I was trying to do some quick research on my phone to figure out why, but apparently, unfortunately for Dr. Shepard, was this coroner and him did not get along. Oh,
0: oh no! Like your like personal problems feed into your work problems.
2: Oh yeah. See, and they say women are emotional. Yeah, and I just want to be like, why though? Like, I want to see if there was like some dirt, you know, that you know people found out. Was there? I, I couldn't find anything, <sighs> but I was like. You know, maybe, maybe like Dr. Shepard was almost like one of those like Dr. Death, yes, and maybe like all of his patients just kept dying. So his corner was like, ah, oh, another one, you know. This guy. This guy. This guy over here. Like a hot as shit, doctor, you know. And I'm pretty sure he was like a surgeon or something like that, of course. Or maybe it's just like their two ginormous egos just went. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Which is highly likely, or all the above. Um, now, the next thing is that just between six to seven thirty AM. The crime scene was, of course, not appropriately blocked off. You know, why would it be? So numerous family members, neighbors, and just people in general were seen freely walking around the house and bedroom where the murder took place. Oh, my God. They had to get the tea of the town.
0: I know, right? Oh, what's going on down the road? Did you see all the blood?
2: Yeah. Back when you could just, like, peruse the crime scene. Yeah, this is all perusing around um now between 9 a.m and 3 p.m that same day so still july 4th um dr shepherd was of course like i said at the hospital being treated for his own wounds under sedation mind you because he had quite a lot actually mm-hmm. but as soon as he came to he was questioned now and I'm like normally like we all know is that you know You want to make sure when you're being questioned that you are of sound mind and all the things you need the appropriate time, especially if you're under sedation to know, like, like, for example, like you can't even really technically be questioned heavily. If you've even taken like narcotics, you know, it's like, that's something that could alter into the mind, Mm -hmm. but he was questioned by the coroner, the coroner's investigator, local police chief, two police, two Cleveland police officers and the Bay Village police by 3 p.m. Why was he pushed by the corner? Is that a thing?
1: I don't know. So that's the thing. is like I feel like the corner almost like took this case super personally, you know? It's like, why are you so invested in this? Is it just because you hate the man? Like, I don't know. Do you hate the man? Do you love his wife? Who knows? Now, this is, and I'm like, how? So by that afternoon, they even said one Cleveland police officer even told Dr. Shepard himself, "I think you killed your wife." On what grounds? Because it makes most no sense. You fractured your own neck. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So now
2: on July 7th, so just three days later, there was a funeral course that was held for Maryland, and her body was
1: already entombed within three days. So pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. All by his direction. I assume.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know, like maybe once they looked at the body and found out all the injuries and stuff like that, that's, they just kind of were like, okay, it's done. Maybe they just didn't have a whole lot of murders that around that town. I don't know. I mean, he said entombed. So I'm assuming there was a family plot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, thinking maybe like a crypt or
0: something like that. Yeah, so that was probably already pre-made. So it's not like they had to like schedule all that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's logical, I guess. Gary, dig the hole. <laughs> I just, I feel like, I don't know. I kind of, when it says entombed, I'm like, I imagine when was a giant like mausoleums, you know? Like a sarcophagus. <laughs> yes I'm want to fucking sarcophagus. now I'm gonna be turned into a tree, so it's fine. Let's go be a tree pod. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care what the hell you do with me, just long as you donate as many organs as you possibly can because yeah. I do not need them. Which, yeah. like I said, don't let my mom be in charge of my body, please. Cause she of course
0: Well, have you done your last will and te- have you have you done all your seven legal
2: documents for when you die? I do I know. I know. Cause technically I don't technically she's my next of so kin. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy
0: because it's like people think they just have to have like a will and it's like, no, you got to have shit figured out with your bank. You got to have shit figured out with your house. You're going to have shit figured out with your medical. You're going to have shit figured out with your funeral. Like I thought it was just a one thing and I found it was like seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, um, no, the prosecutor himself, I don't know if he was just misinformed or just was flat out just trying to throw spew out lies. Um, was quick to criticize Dr. Shepard for basically, quote, unquote, refusing to per- permit immediate questioning, which I'm sorry, but he was like questioned by how many people? By immediate, they mean before he got medical
0: attention? Maybe. maybe. So he's like, we're upset that you wouldn't allow us to question you, potentially killing you. Right. Because you needed to med- have medical treatment.
2: Like, sorry, your neck was fractured. Yeah. We needed to question you yeah but also if he had a concussion even then it's completely not ethical to be questioning were, we're sorry you didn't die
0: therefore we don't give a fuck about your injuries
2: yeah now it is also important to note in that the days and weeks following the murder this was like the talk of the town so the local papers and the radio and the news like the headlines were just going bananas and all of them were literally insinuating that he, sure. Sure. Yeah, he had killed his wife basically so i'm like but like on what grounds again and and, and you know this is another story where it's like the media really makes a huge amount by media mm-hmm. yep now and it wasn't until july 23rd so you know a couple weeks i guess of that year that the cleveland police department decided to finally take over the investigation because they're like you know, this Bay Village area, they're just, I don't, they don't seem to be doing a good job, but this is weeks later. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, th- this is the day that they finally actually, weeks later, sent out a formal first scientific investigator Jesus to God. the property. That's been trampled on. has been, God knows what, you know, what is it tampered with. Mm-hmm. Love that. It, it, but still two days later, here's another example. On July twenty sixth, the
1: headline was: Police captain urges shepherd's arrest. Which captain? Bay Village. Ah, yeah. What this man did to piss people off, but I think
2: it's probably his ginormous ego. Mm-hmm. Be, surgeons tend to have that. Sorry if any surgeons are listening. I I mean, maybe, but yeah, they tend to have an ego. So, it, it, long story short, you know, if you're a doctor,
1: be a nice person because then, if not, you might be, you know. Accused of murdering somebody, they're accused of it all. Yeah, so now on July 30th, so that's four days after the whole police
2: headline of you know urging Shepard's arrest. On July 30th, Dr. Shepard is actually arrested and is not taken to jail like you would think. But he was taken to a city hall where hundreds of news cap- casters and press were awaiting his arrival. Basically, yeah. they made this whole thing like this, like, spectacle. Yeah. To made a show of them. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, 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 we're not going to take you to jail, but, you know, we're going to put you in front of, like, all these press people because, you know, this is, this is hot shit here, you know. Mm-hmm. We're so certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this part got mind-blowing to me. Um, so he, of course, eventually gets to jail. And, uh, you know, they started thinking about trial and stuff like that. Now, on October 18th, the jury selection begins. And if this is 100% true, which I, f- from my research is what it said, is I just, I don't know how this was okay. So the jury selection begins, but in the courtroom itself, there was over 20 press rep- Sorry, press representatives. And it was all being
1: broadcasted on the radio the jury selection like i, to, I, I mean, it hasn't always been a thing that
2: that's supposed to be something that's very private like you know you're supposed to keep them confidential but at that point like mm-hmm. if you're literally putting it on the radio like everybody's gonna know who's on the jury
0: yeah well and as also as a jury you're not supposed to talk about it mm-hmm. you're not supposed to give any kind of insights like listen watch but i mean it's like at that point you may as well have just done like an american idol style <laughs> like everyone gets a vote yeah call it in, we're going to send out the ballad, you know? Exactly. Tune into the radio to hear the trial or be there, you know? It's just a two-minute walk down the street. Yep. And then post
2: your ballot. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Exactly. That's very accurate. Now, the trial itself did begin. It would last until December 21st, so it was quite a long trial, a couple of months at least. Um, and the jury finally came back with the verdict of drumroll.
1: What do you think it was? Guilty. Guilty in the second degree.
2: No. yeah yeah now unfortunately for Dr. Shepard that still meant that he was sentenced to life in prison
0: and he'd probably lose his license now
2: yeah I think I, I would think and so what's happening with Cleveland at this point they're just like ah yeah I mean I think personally it got so out of hands so quickly with like the press and everything like that that is more or less like let's just get this going like you know everybody is just being plastered everywhere like the lack of like Maybe like the speed of things, lack of like convictions, the lack of, you know, whatever. But it's not just even what are not witnesses suspects. Right. But it's like, th- were they even really looking for suspects or were they automatically just assuming that he had done it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So like I, I couldn't find anywhere that they had looked at anybody else really besides him immediately, which again, it could be like because of that coroner's notes and all the things. And it's like, his his impact and in influence on all of this too i think was big mm-hmm. and then just also the fact that like it wasn't a secure crime scene you know maybe that scientific investigator was like well, what am i supposed to do with this now right you know um there's a couple little sad notes that i put in here um regarding like right after the trial so sadly like it really impacted that family greatly um, sure actually both of dr shepard's parents would die within weeks of each other um which was in january following the trial so like what well, he was convicted in not december. december december yeah so that following month his um, mother commits suicide via gunshot
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then his father just a couple weeks later would um pass away suddenly from an uncontrolled hemorrhage due to a stomach cancer which he knew he had but still i think a lot of it was like stress induced yeah. you know we always talk about too like, you hear on like shows and people just in general talking about like gastric ulcers and stuff like that or stomach ulcers you know they really flare up with high stress i mean like that probably caused a little bit of a premature death with him even though he had cancer
1: yeah um
2: and then marilyn's family was also not immune from suffering from this her father thomas reese would also commit suicide as well in 1963 yeah yeah now on july 16th 1964 so this is 10 years after dr shepherd was sentenced to life in prison well almost 10 years i should say um judge carl Weinman finally rules that dr shepherd was denied a fair trial it took you 10 years to figure that
1: out
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know how it was brought up i i is the same Is this the same judge from that town ah this is a new judge Now, and I think a lot of it too is I read somewhere that there was even like I think it was either a show or a movie that was made kind of like almost like on the basis of like Dr. Shepard's story of like murdering his wife, like a doctor murdering Uh whatever. So maybe with that kind of like notoriety and all that stuff, like somebody was keeping an eye on like obviously this case even ten years later, and you know with advancements in you know the legal system and stuff like that, they're like wait a minute, maybe we need to look look at this again. And then Dr. Shepard would then go on a second trial, which would conclude on November 16th, 1966, so two years later, um, with the jury actually agreeing upon not guilty. And so he's going to get released
0: to no family and no friends mm-hmm. and literally like no place to go.
2: Exactly. You know, his career is ruined. Mm-hmm. He did have a son. So, Marilyn and him, I didn't note this earlier, is that they did have a son together. Um, but, you know, it's still like, the the tragedy of it you know it's like he's going back to a son that he hasn't seen for almost 10 years you know it's not even the same kid um now the next thing i'm gonna go is like you know so did he actually do it or did he not you know of course they found him not guilty probably because of lack of evidence truly but you know here are some of the things that can make you think did he or didn't he um now there's this is kind of leaning more towards maybe he did um i guess according to the shepherd's friends, neighbors, and all the community, their marriage was kind of known to not be so picture-perfect. Like, they put on this facade, you know, because he's this esteemed surgeon, and they have this picture-perfect family with their son and all this stuff. Um, But Dr. Shepherd was known to have numerous affairs. Okay. Of course, yeah. And which Marilyn, actually, she knew about. And it made her very resentful. Now, obviously, she was probably really depressed and all the things, and... So not uncommonly for that time in that era, she took up the habit of smoking cigarettes, which supposedly that really like irked Dr. Shepard. Mm. Not like that. It's gross to him, you know, which I'm like, God forbid the woman was probably depressed and stressed out and all the things she had. an She isn't going to leave her marriage or won't leave her marriage or can't leave her marriage well yeah and that was actually my next bullet point was that she actually refused so i don't know if it's because of the social status that she had or all the things are because of some a say she was probably going to be like
0: I'm no, one's going to want me. I've already had kids. Like mm-hmm. what, what's, what's
2: lying for me after this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and there's a slim possibility that maybe she's being a little spiteful too, you know, like if, listen, if that's the worst she's going to do while you're out running
0: around chasing ass, like she's going to take up smoking, let her have the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, yeah. And that's the worst she's going to do. shit. Women have slash times for less.
2: <laughs> yes. Now, Dr. Shepard was also known to drink quite heavily, Okay, which was suspected he did the night of the murder, because I guess they had a kind of like a little dinner party okay. at their house probably to celebrate 4th of July, mm-hmm. which is why he was actually asleep downstairs on their like little day bed they had, I guess. He basically passed out from being drunk. Sure. And so she went upstairs uh now investigators had also speculated that the drunken dr shepherd at that time had attempted to have sex with
1: marilyn and she declined causing him to become enraged and thus killing his wife that was their theory one of them so they're going with drunk husband murders wife was there any evidence on the body of like
0: but is there anything was there anything they had to maybe corroborate that theory
2: not much other than the idea that so another thing that's weird well not really weird I guess for back then it was slightly weird but for us we see it as very weird is that they actually even had separate beds so you remember back in like those really old like movies where you see like the two twin beds like that that was how their marriage was like they just you know maybe it was after you know she found out she was cheating on him like she's like no we need separate beds and that kind of thing so they didn't even sleep on the same bed, which to some people, that seemed quite odd, you know, but it's just uber traditional, maybe. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know, like, they they say that, you know, when you get hit in the head multiple times, like blows to the head. As we know, with some of our other cases, they see those as being like very intimate type murders. Mm-hmm. That bludgeoning, it's like
0: strangulation, stabbing. Those are all types of very intimate murders. Like getting shot isn't considered an intimate, like it takes a lot of force and time and effort to do those two types of killings and you can stop and the person can live. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's where they're like, well, maybe he did try to have sex with her. And then like, she was like, no. And then that enraged him to the point of like, I guess beating her multiple times in the head. But then
1: when not he be covered in blood? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see, so, like I said, the
2: the coroner, which by the way, his name is Dr. Gerber, just if anybody wants to know, this is the part where things you know, still don't add up to our questions here. So, um, to answer some of yours that you've already brought up, he made way too many assumptions that led to the investigators in the wrong direction. One of his assumptions that he had made was that he had noted, and granted, he's just a coroner, mind you. Not an investigator? Yes, so he noted that there was an impression on a pillowcase that demonstrated that the murder weapon was some sort of quote-unquote surgical
1: instrument. An impression on a pillowcase. What surgical instrument? Like, like a mallet? That's so broad. <laughs> like It's a
0: surgical instrument. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Right. Yeah, because when I wake up from bed, my face is perfectly imprinted on my pillow. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly where to place it when I go back to bed that night.
2: Yeah, stupid. Like, also, did Dr. Shepard just have all of his surgical instruments lying around his house, you know, like just... Yeah, willy-nilly. Yeah. I don't know. It was very like, how how did you come up? With what, what can I... Was there possibly think? Was there like a perfect little outline of blood around a quote-unquote surgical
0: instrument? What, what surgical instrument? That's what I want to know. Exactly. I think of like scalpels. Yeah. Like tweezer things and like maybe like a bone saw. But like nothing that you would bludgeon somebody's face in with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what could, it's like that. It's like the thing where it's like your brain wants to make faces out of everything. Oh yeah. So it's like, he's already got his personal bias totally heavily affecting this. And then it's like, what, what's this kind of look like to me?
1: Right. It's like, once you tell yourself one thing so many times, you're going to believe it. Yeah. Now, also, by the way, this uh, coroner took it upon himself to store most of the evidence in his personal home safe. Ew, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Don't know why, you know, because maybe maybe we're just running out of space over at that police station. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
2: Now, Dr. Shepard's, of course, his defense team was like, okay, there's like numerous things that we can point out here that would prove his innocence. Um, A big point being that Dr. Shepard had no blood on him. So he, to answer your question, no blood on him. Other than that knee, which I told you had a little bit of a blood stain on it, which
1: wasn't Marilyn's. So, I mean, it wasn't his. Was it his? They didn't say if it was his or not, but either way, it wasn't hers. So it's like the fact
2: that they quote unquote remarked so many times that this was the bloodiest murder scene, which you can
1: imagine somebody's head being beat in for him to not have any blood on him but people would say oh by the way though he didn't remember he didn't have a shirt on when they found him so yeah so they're saying it was it was only on his shirt absolutely not
0: have you dropped a spoon into a sink like no
1: yeah 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 yeah. it would he would be covered but he was also wet there and I'm like still no
0: under the nails somewhere in the hair yeah did he have a beard I assume he had a beard I don't know he probably had a beard probably you know he was a doctor in the 50s probably had a beard yeah you know it'd be in the beard whatever yeah it'd be somewhere
2: also like, yeah yeah um now another point is that Marilyn had those broken teeth um uh, it's hard to say whether or not it was like caused from like just the beating itself but there is a high likely chance that she tried to bite her attacker as well Good for her. and of course nowhere on dr shepherd were there any bite wounds mm-hmm. nowhere so and besides like that scraped knee, like he didn't have any scratches on him nothing like that now investigators did manage to find at least one shred of evidence that wasn't contaminated which may and maybe it was we don't know because there was people willy-nilly walking in and
1: out of there, they found a drop of blood on the stairs that was neither Marilyn's nor the doctor's. So whose was it? You know? Now, those are just some other things. Now, we're going to a possible suspect here. This is found
2: years later. In fact, Dr. Shepard while he is a free man, he tried to pick up his life again. From what I remember in my research, but I didn't actually write this down. I think he was able to, re, like, I don't know, reinstate his license or begin yeah, he, practice again. Yeah, know? because he's proven like I, I'm not guilty. Right, right. So he tries to, you know, resume practice, and he kind of is just a really shitty doctor, apparently. So he doesn't move really do that good. Um, and then I found this one a little bit kind of ironic and a little funny. I'm not going to lie, considering the man was knocked unconscious twice. Apparently he tried to have a boxing career after this, after this,
1: but
2: hmm. like maybe he picked up some things in jail though. You know, I've mean, probably picked up some fighting skills, you know, um, anywho, so he actually dies in 1970. So he really wasn't that old when he passed away. He was in his forties. Jesus. Yeah. Not old at all, Um, which um, would bring this case to popularity again. And I believe he actually died from, it was like, it's called encephalopathy, but related to um, like liver issues, which leads to, like, he did, he was probably a very heavy drinker for many years. Um, So that causes a premature death, basically. Um, Now, like I said, with his death gained the popularity, a reporter notes that there was a man named by Richard Eberling who was recently sent to prison for murdering an, elder, murdering an elderly woman. And guess what? He knew the shepherds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was he at the dinner party? I don't know if he was at the dinner party or not. I doubt it because he was actually, he knew them
1: because he worked for them. So he was their window washer. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Now, like I said, they, they didn't really have any other suspects at the immediate time of this happening
2: but I believe at some point they were notified of this. I don't know how far into it or if it was even after um, his conviction or not, but they were aware at some point that everything was actually very much so connected to this case because he was found to be in possession of pieces of Marilyn's jewelry that she was known to have. Which he could probably say, well, I just stole it while I worked there. Right, right. Um, Now he actually also conveniently admits while he's being questioned that, oh, by the way, I, I cut myself, just so you know, in that house before, shortly before that murder took place, which makes me believe that he knew that somewhere in the house was his blood, i.e. that spot maybe on the stairs.
0: Which would make sense if she scratched him or she met mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Or when he got into the fight with, what's his name? Right.
2: Now, one report also stated that when talking to Everling, he just in general was like a really creepy man. Now, granted, if you look at his picture, he's not a very bushy haired man by any means, but, um, of course, you know, if you're knocked unconscious, you're definitely not seeing the most clearly. So I, that's very possible, that that's just how the doctor had initially seen him and it was dark, you know, and wasn't great lighting. So, but he was not a bushy haired man, just FYI, but while also being talked to, he kind of very creepily would mention about how he was very attracted to Marilyn and would quote things like with her tight white shorts and looking like a California girl.
1: Which makes me think of like the Katy Perry song. Yeah. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) Um, So now everything himself is just a very piece of garbage human being in general. Like I had stated earlier, he was already in prison for murdering one elderly woman, but turns out he was actually guilt, guilty of murdering three. Oh, and they were all sisters. So we, oh, did it happen at the same time? No. <gasps> Serial killer. Mm. Yeah. So this is what he did. Weird. So now. At, Keeping in the family. Yeah. Well, what? this is how he kind of, I think he really took advantage of it because he was this guy that his childhood from what I did my research on was that he really didn't have a strong family
1: Dynamic, basically. He made more wine, so she got more wine. The part of me swiveling back on top of the desk to bring the wine back was holy totally sand. Jump. <laughs> we parkour to get back here, you know? Parkour, parkour. The things we do for this podcast. Yes, we basically entrap ourselves because this is how my
2: desk has to be shaped. It's an L-shaped desk. We literally trap ourselves in here. Thank you, Esteban. Oh, it's Esteban. I think that's a good name for him. Is it because he was holding
0: a spiral? I didn't put it together. Probably. (laughs) That probably had influence
2: subconsciously.
1: Yeah. So, um, like
2: I was saying before, is that he was known to murder three elderly women, and they were all sisters. And now, this is how he was going about doing it. He had that shitty childhood where his family dynamic was really terrible. He would always mention about how he also really liked the shepherds because, you know, Marilyn appeared to be such a great mom and that kind of thing, like kind of was infatuated with her in that sense. So moving forward, he, as he gets a little bit older, decides to take up a career basically as a caregiver. And that's where these three elderly women come in. So they were all sisters and basically one by one at each point, he was their caregiver. So it was like he was one and then she died. Well, then, you know, them probably being a little naive or it just, them not putting two, and two together and being really trustworthy people were like, you know, now I need a caregiver. So I'm going to have the same man that was my sisters, you know, because he probably really played the part and got them to really like him, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe at some point he was even on some other like wills and like
1: got a lot things, basically acting like their son. Are these spinsters? I don't know if they were maybe it would make sense you Have know here's arsenic and lace Mm-mm.
0: so i'll keep it short basically this is like a movie from like the 70s 60s 70s or whatever mm-hmm. and it's this comedy and it's about these two elderly women the best friends they run like a, basically like a and b of their home and they're like i don't know old little old ladies they seem so sweet so kind but they get all these borders and a lot of them are elderly gentlemen mm-hmm. um and they poison them <coughs> And they kill them. And then this one young guy comes in and he figures out what they're doing. And he's like, what the fuck? He said, you can't do this. And they're like, no, it's okay. Like, we're just, you know, we're just helping them out, like putting them out of their misery." but they don't understand that what they're doing is wrong. And it's just this whole comedy, this like, it's hilarious, like him trying to, you can't just murder people (laughs) because you think it's a good thing to do. It's, Really, it's actually really funny. And I would assume for like the time period that it's in, that's actually a really like edgy thing to do. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. If you've ever watched it, let us know because the it'd be so
2: continue. Yeah, so continue off of that. He basically weaseled his way into each one of their lives. Now in, um, like I said, I think it was the last one, of course, that he had murdered was the one that they were able to connect him to. And then, like, slowly but surely, they, like, connected the dots. Now, one of the weird things is, though, is, like, I think uh, it was, like, the first or the second one, the way she was murdered, like, the other two, he basically staged their death. So, like, I know one of them, like, I think the last one he was caught doing, it, it looks, basically, he basically pushed her down, kind of, and, like, causing her to fall. Because she's elderly, mm-hmm. unable to get up, that kind of thing. But it, it, was, makes it looks like, like, yeah, makes it look like an accident. But one of them wasn't really an accident. It was actually like a murder itself. And her murder was basically the
1: same way Marilyn was murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here comes the good part. 45 years after the murder. So this
2: is all the way in 1999. So not, I mean, to me, that's not super long ago, but I guess that's what. It's not. 1990s was like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's actually like 24 years ago, but no. we won't talk
0: about that. <laughs> Oh, you, I'm sorry. The late 1900s, you mean? Oh.
2: The turn of the century? Literally. Cringe. <laughs> I'll be chuggy. I'll go. Um, so at that point, you know, as we all know, DNA made leaps and bounds compared to back in like the 50s and 60s. So the DNA was tested from, they did, they did actually take some vaginal swabs from Marilyn at the time. Oh, he didn't keep her in his safe at home? I don't know, maybe they got it from the safe in his house. I don't know. Just, just her vagina. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Trophy. Ew. Um, and uh, some different, you know, DNA evidence of blood. Now, all these results concluded that na- the blood was neither from, wasn't, neither one of those pieces of evidence sorry you guys was from dr shepard so that basically eliminates him in my sense in my in in my take didn't try to have sex with his wife he did not you know and there was semen in there so somebody did and also they also were able to completely identify that the child that she was carrying was actually dr shepard's so it wasn't like she was having an affair too right just to make that clear it was his child um now they could not definitively definitively conclude that it was not Everly's. so this is where it's it's difficult because i don't know if it's just because the as the years passed like DNA degrades and all that stuff Mm -hmm. they were only able to say that it was there was a 90 percent chance that it was his so that's pretty high in my opinion for 42 years yeah 45 for five years, even better.
0: But I mean, obviously his defenses are going to run with like... It's 90%, not 100%. Right. It's not like it's 99.9. Like everyone has to say. Right. You are the father. And now
2: in some of... I didn't put this in my notes, but in some of my different researching and stuff like that, they had said that Everling. Um, at some point when he was in prison, did confess that saying that he was really you know, like, kind of bragging like in prison kind of thing. Yeah, that's where they always do that. Yeah. yeah. And but it. nothing ever really came up of it. The you know, he was already going to be spending life in prison anyways. I don't know if he got the death sentence or not, but he was already spending yeah. life yeah. in prison. So technically, this is an unsolved case still.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah. But what do you think, Darcy? Do you think it was Everlene Do you think it was the doctor or do you think it could have been somebody else?
0: I don't think it was the doctor I think if he did murder his wife he could have done it in a way easier way that totally would have assured his innocence like I think it's a lot of extra effort to like murder your wife in such a way and then (laughs) do these things to yourself that could potentially kill you as well like Mm -hmm. he's a doctor but he's not that smart in how to like but just fracture your neck, but not enough to paralyze you. Like, that's a lot of effort.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think he had any probable cause. Like she wasn't threatening to leave him. She wasn't threatening to expose him. Like what was the motive for him? Right. So I don't really think he had any motive. I do think there's possible suspect. Number two, the mystery suspect is somebody from the party never left. Yeah. Like did they interview anybody from this party that they had?
2: Not anywhere that I saw. Like,
0: Why the fuck wouldn't you interview everybody that was at that party, mm-hmm. right? Like you would want to know what happened
2: that night at the, end of the party, yeah. right? I mean, they may have, but you know, either way, they decided they were just going to jump to that immediate conclusion. So it's like they had those blinders on, you know? Oh yeah, they already had their their suspect.
1: Yeah, they didn't
0: care. So I mean, there is a possibility that it was somebody who never left the party, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's this guy, right? Like there's more evidence pointing to him than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and i don't know if he had a key to their home i don't know how often he like was window washing their home um if he knew about the party like did she mention it to him in passing was he there earlier to help prepare for the party and then he never left or was it one of those situations like let's let's run with the theory that he was there to help clean for the party right? right so he's cleaning the windows he's doing the thing and then He goes upstairs and he, or he's downstairs and he unlocks a window, right? Or he leaves an entry point for himself. Mm -hmm. And then he knows that he'll probably be drunk downstairs or he's just hoping, right? Right. And then he comes back after everyone's left and then he comes inside. You know what I mean? Like, that's a plausible reason. Yeah. And he has, he has entry point. We don't really
2: know if he has motive except for sexual urges. Right. But, I mean, he was going to kill her anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it is important to note, too, that they did say there was no forced entry. So that it leads us to the same thing. Like, sure, that could mean that Dr. Shepard did it. But I think the simple fact alone of his injuries, like, unless he paid somebody to do that to him, like, you can't do that to yourself. You just can't. Also, like, that to me, like, almost immediately, like, excludes him. And then they say, like, so there was no forced entry. So... You know, maybe there is a chance that Everling, being that he had worked there so often, you, like you said, had unlocked the window or whatever it was, or it could have been somebody that was in the party, you know. So, like I said, people knew that Dr. Shepard was a drinker, so maybe they ran with that. Maybe he ran with that, knowing that he was going to be drinking heavily that night and mm-hmm. decided to go in there and do that to her. But either way, it's super sad. She was four months pregnant. You know, she seemed to be a really nice mother. She was liked by everybody. She may have been in a really shitty marriage, but I don't think he did it personally.
0: Yeah. I mean, what did, I mean, what's wrong with this guy for this Everling dude? I mean, he has more motive just based on the lines of like, he already expressed that he was sexually interested in her. Mm -hmm. He probably knew that she was being cheated on. And so he probably was like, he went in there thinking that she was just going to accept him, right? Like, and then when she rejected him, he freaked out. Yeah. Right. Because men don't know how to take rejection. So the answer
2: is, Yes, yeah. And he was also known to murder an, another woman in the almost same fashion. So, I mean, who did he kill first? This other lady before Marilyn?
0: No, Marilyn. So Marilyn was first. Oh, okay. So, I mean, maybe Marilyn was the catalyst. He realized that he could do it mm-hmm. and get away with it. So he was like, "All right, yeah, yeah. fuck it."
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: But yeah. So that's that's the story. And like I said, this is another like I said like with making a murder where oftentimes just certain people if you're not liked by unfortunately like a coroner or an investigator they could literally put you away for a murder or a rape you didn't commit yeah travel
1: media yep which is exactly what happened unfortunately for dr shepherd and he was put away for 10 years yeah so yeah so i we will attach my sources at the bottom of the episode in the show notes in the show notes
2: and that is it, you guys. Let me know what you think, too, what your theories are and if you do any research and see any other possible suspects.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful whodunit. Mm-hmm. Um, a legit whodunit. And I don't get to have a wrong answer this time. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's
2: unsolved. It's unsolved, yep.
0: Um, so thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. We are super um, happy that you're here. And we will
1: catch you on the next one. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was good. That was a solid one. That was solid.